here's the ho 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 situation folks seeing as this episode will be released on christmas eve i thought why not serenade your ears one last time with another christmas poem here goes nothing twas the last week before christmas but a panic would begin maggie anxiously finishing commissions so many things left to color in so as she painted and sketched long into the night the rest of us sat down to talk all things Christmas delight. We discussed holiday plans in our Spotify rap. Yes, we know it's late, but frankly, we don't give a crap. Metronomy, Dayglow, trendy music for hip peoples. I've never heard of any of these bands. I still listen to the Beatles. A lot of music this year from many different genres. Perfect for listening in your Christmas pajamas. So please enjoy this episode. It's our gift to you. Play it out loud for the whole family. Don't be selfish. It's rude. Okay, the episode's starting now. I have nothing left to introduce. Oh, wait, one last thing. Don't forget to keep it loose. So I guess we should let the listeners know, we should preface this, that we are one short this week. Um, our dear friend Maggie is is not here. She's buried in pencil shavings, and she's working vigorously to finish all her Christmas commissions. She's working very hard. She, if any of you want Christmas commissions next year, do, do me a favor as her roommate and ask her in mid-October. Or uh, July. July. Ask her now for next year. I guess we could say that following me and Maggie's conversation last week, we did not find a way to offload her work or have her have support. <laughs> Maggie has since not yet hired an assistant <laughs> or someone to just paint the clouds or like a designated person to do one particular thing. Um, leading into our conversation about our weeks, um, I finally finished the Beatles documentary. All, all nine hours of it. I saw someone say that that was uh, Peter Jackson's best trilogy by far. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, I wouldn't go that far. But um, if you are like a really big Beatles fan, then you should watch all of it. But if you like like the Beatles like a normal amount, then just watch the last hour of the of the third part when they do the live performance is the best part. Um, it's very fun. It's very, just a lot of little weird, the police get called and they're like, why are you screaming on the roof? And like all these people like down on the, like, they just didn't tell anybody that they were going to go up and play. And there's all these like English people on the street. This guy's like, what do you think of the music? And they're like, oh, I think it's really, it was really, I didn't even, I just tried to do an English accent. I totally like swallowed it. Oh, I think it's rather nice. And then this old lady says, I woke up from my nap. And like just getting really upset. She's like, why is it doing the bloody middle of the day? Um, Do the, your deep Cockney accent. My deep Cockney accent? Mm-hmm. Like, you're, going like you're in the heart of yeah. Cockney land. Oi! <laughs> Fucking A, man! That was your go-to accent in Jamaica. <laughs> was a British accent? <laughs> yeah. A very, very British. Thanks for the fucking beer. <laughs> Every time everyone's like, okay, chill Calm out. Calm down. I'm glad I didn't go. <laughs> Every day, I'm like a little bit more glad I didn't go. Um, because... Uh, you guys, so, okay. <laughs> well, because Elliot, every day I thank God I was on that 
because <laughs> well, I don't think that Elliot's like one word summaries of the day with no context before or afterwards. And so then I finally saw you, Kate, and I was like, oh, yeah, Elliot told me he got sick. And you're like, oh, when Elliot projectile vomited. I, I was like, what? I realized that when I Elliot need, fell I need, in a pit multiple times. I need times? someone to... I need to to bounce um, ideas off of because, like, when I when I hear from other people's perspective, it, it reminds me of things that happened on the trip. Be like, oh yeah, I did fall in a pit. Yeah, I had an Elliot. Literally, would be like, was good, had eggs, and then later Kate would be like, oh, Elliot literally like fell out of the air into a ditch, <laughs> into a trench. I would say, yeah. did I notice? No. <laughs> You guys Elliot? go to like the hibachi Elliot? restaurant and like all the shenanigans there. When, yeah. Well, I, all I got was food's okay. <laughs> well, Food not great. The the reason I, I bring up the Beatles thing is because I think for a good thumbnail for this episode would be like us as the Beatles for whatever our oh. Spotify rap. Mm. So who do you think uh, would be, have we talked about this? Who do we think is each Beatle of this group? I think we have talked about this before. Um, and I think that. I think I'm Ringo. You're definitely I not think Ringo. Maggie's Ringo. I think Maggie's Ringo. Ringo's <laughs> Sorry, my favorite. Maggie. <laughs> but also, you're welcome, Maggie. Yeah, I love Ringo. Um, yeah, I definitely think I'm George. Maggie is Ringo. Elliot is Paul. And I'm sorry, Kate, but you're John. Because you, you have the closest hair to John. <laughs> <laughs> and you wear glasses. Yeah. But also, like, I feel like people like really love John and they're like, John Lennon is a genius. But then they're also like, oh, but John Lennon's also kind of a freak. And that's is that very what you're much saying you. about me? Hey, you're a literally freak. a freak. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely a like chewing your hair freak. So I'm in ripped tights and He's no the shoes picker, right pick now. With the fingers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's literally you. Okay. I'll take oh, it. I dig a pick me. All those songs start. My 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 whole uh playlist this this uh this what month if is Elliot all actually Ringo. No. no. I can't because Ellie doesn't like uppers. <laughs> yeah, it's true. <laughs> I'm up enough. <laughs> Who do you think we are? I think um I think uh Maggie's Ringo because she's in a in a in a conflict scenario, which Ringo is in a lot in this documentary, he's very much just doesn't say anything. He's very non confrontational. Confrontational. It's just kind of plays Switzerland. Shows up when he's needed. Shows up when he's needed. Just asks the producer for drugs whenever he can. <laughs> um, and he's just like kind of just just there. It's just like smiling at the camera. Um, <laughs> thing about the only thing that doesn't pair well with uh kate and john is that you don't rely on someone to be right next to you for the entire time like yoko ono is like shoulder touching him like the entire time I, throughout the whole I do documentary have an invisible friend. but oh, also yeah. like, that's just that specific time i'm thinking about like the beatles as a whole like before mm, early yoko, beatles i think kate's still john sure i hope i don't get assassinated you're the one who kind of like gets really into the uh, spiritual side and like all the. I really like George's solo career. I, I'll be honest. You like mine. <laughs> Please don't have a solo career. One of my favorite songs is Sir Frankie Crisp. Sure. It's great. Roll away across. Live and let die. Should um, we talk about Jamaica this episode? Yeah, I okay. think we should. So why don't you kick us off, Kate? Let us. How was your experience of Jamaica? My experience of Jamaica was overall great trip. Mm -hmm. Really, really good time. Sure. But there was so much stress getting there uh, and like all the preamble and all of the will we go COVID? Does everyone have health insurance? Like, you know, 
bullshit what if what if everyone on our trip team got covid while we were there do we have the insurance to deal with that do we have our packing list to go through customs and um and then i thought when we got there it was going to be like an instant (sighs) exhale you were in charge of a lot of paperwork and then when we got there it wasn't an instant exhale it was just continued to be more stress because then we were like liaising with the resort and that wasn't as organized as i thought it was going to be and like Byron and I, I find take a couple of days to figure out how to like speak the same language again and communicate. (laughs) And for me to remember like what he needs to be, what he needs for me to help him because he doesn't tell you. And so figuring that out was hard. And then I was also on kid duty. So to try and produce a like very tenuous day while also just being on a beach with kids was I was like, it'll feel so great. They're they're the ones with the hard job. Like I'm just going to sit and babysit. And it just felt worse to like not be there and to not be able to help. So I was stressed out for like the first couple of days until we found our rhythm. And then, and then it was pretty fun. Yeah. Then I was like enjoying kid duty. Cause what I do is I'd stay for the morning and sort of figure shit out and we'd get our plan for the day. We'd have the res- resort people there, figure out what we were shooting. Uh, and then we'd all meet up for dinner at the end of the day. And it was like, mm-hmm. it was an all-inclusive. It was very much an and all-inclusive. You could, had I been on vacation, I could have started drinking at 8 a.m. And just <laughs> continued throughout the day, which is what everyone else on that resort was doing. Yeah, they were they were like the 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 focal point and centerpiece of the buffet was the where you can A add champagne, champagne to your orange juice. Oh, it was so exciting. Amazing. Yeah. Um, Elliot, how was your Jamaica experience? It was good. Everything that I thought was going to be stressful didn't actually turn out to be the stressful parts of it mm-hmm. because I felt like. What did you think was going to be stressful? I'm also not in charge of the same amount of things that you are, so I don't see it as as stressful than that you would. But like, I thought our are getting to the airport and us getting up at three o'clock in the morning to like get to the airport and like go through customs and all that stuff went way smoother than I could have ever thought it could have gone. Maybe we did put in the wrong. We did drive to the wrong terminal. (laughs) We drove to the back of the airport where Mm. like the planes take off. (laughs) 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 We're just going to get on here. Yeah. But I was so anxious even about that part that I was like, Elliot, there's no time for me to pick you up that morning. You need to sleep on the couch. So it was like, it was, and we had a delivery that night for something. So we didn't get home till midnight. Yeah. So it was just, it was a rough start. Yeah, but I think for the the lack of sleep that we did have, we were pretty in good moods for that day. Everybody yeah. was tired, but yeah, we got it, it. the airport seemed good. It was just we started to get stressful once we met we, our girl Stacy for the first time. Yeah, we met Stacy and Cade and I already knew Cade. The Wong family. I oh, they're knew cool. The Wong family. The stress only kind of started to bubble up is when we actually landed in Jamaica and like going through customs and this woman has this sheet and she has no idea what camera equipment is, but she has to like see every piece of equipment and be like, where's this? This like one SD card. You have to like go through the bag and find it and show it to her. And that took a little while. And then getting on the bus and the guy was driving 400 miles an hour on the other side of the road, like overtaking cars on the highway in a massive, like 30 person bus, which was intense. It was very intense. Everyone was very nauseous, except for, I think the two of us and the children. We were at the very back and 
Byron was on his phone the whole time, like reading emails and this bus was like waving back and forth. And he's just like, would go back and forth between looking at his phone and then being like, (laughs) his head like bobbing back and forth. They're like, oh, and then gets himself back together and then looks at another email and then like goes back and forth. And then we arrived at the resort and they had no idea who we were no. or if that any of us were coming. No. And they had no rooms and they were started like taking our bags and, and they were separating really annoyed them. With us. And they were really pissed. And they started taking our bags and like putting them all in different places. Everyone's like, okay, we're this is this is not good. Like my bag was going over there and Kate's bag is over there and the Wong's family's bags were all going that way. So that was stressful. And then the days were, once we got the ball rolling, I think the days were kind of rinse and repeat, kind of a mm-hmm. similar vibe the whole days. Any day that we didn't have to shoot right away in the morning, Kate and I got into a nice routine of getting up, going to breakfast and sitting on the beach for a little while and like decompressing before we yes. thought the stressful elements would start. Yes. And 97 people would come up to Kate and be like, you got to braid your hair. We got to braid your hair. Get on the beach. We're going to braid it and you're going to drink this coconut. And um, I was always like, yeah, get her to braid the hair. And she was not into it. Should have done the braids. Do it. Braid your hair. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I didn't. I didn't braid my hair in the end. You didn't want to get canceled. I didn't want to get canceled. I also they seemed any girl who said yes, they'd sort of lead you away down the beach. It wasn't like do it at your chair. No, they'd take you. They'd like take you off. And I I didn't know. I, I never saw a girl come back is all <laughs> I'm going to say. And there weren't that many girls with braided hair. So it no. was just a lot of girls walking down the beach, never returning. It was so. all the girls that you would see. Be was like, it a sex trafficking ring? Yes. All the girls you saw with braided hair be like, you are the kind of person who would get your hair braided. Yeah. Yeah. And People named Stacy. No, Stacy did not get her. No, hair but I just mean like when you were in elementary school and somebody oh. went to a resort oh, and yeah. they came back with like one. It's just ironic because the girl we were with named Stacy is from Jamaica. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And she was making friends with all the people oh that my God. worked there. Just the people who hadn't smiled in 10 plus years were were breaking for Stacy. They mm-hmm. loved her, couldn't get enough of her. And she wasn't like being nice to them. She was being sassy. Yeah. But I guess that's they respond well. To sassy. She was being how if you acted like that to a waiter here, they would ask they would, you to leave. They would ask you to leave. They would have no time of day for what. Well, what is the chef really going to make when I ask them to make it like this? And can I get two helpings of this? Like just kind of like being kind of fun about mm. it and being. Um, sir, uh, yeah. sir, sir. Hello. I need what? What size is the fish going to be tonight? Yeah. Is it going to be like this or is it going to be like this? Yeah. And then and the waiters would be like, "It's my girl. That's fine. <laughs> Here's it's, the real deal. It's gonna be like this. <laughs> You're yeah. gonna need two orders of the fish. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's an all inclusive. Yeah. What was your worst moment? Um, my worst moment was vomiting. That was pretty uh, bad. Other than that, um, worst moment. Other than that was the five minutes sitting in your room before you vomited. Yeah. When everyone was, was still sitting around I chatting, got, I got locked out of my room late, and then having to run back to the to the lobby to get my key fixed was pretty annoying. Yeah. And then thinking that- You were not in a good mood. Thinking that- And I uh, just sat in my room laughing at you. Yeah, you did. (laughs) And then thinking that I had left my balcony door open because- me and Kate's room are next to each other and like climbing over Kate's balcony to like war on over to my balcony and trying to get in that way. But my door was locked. I had in fact closed it. So I couldn't get in that way. And then uh, I had to get the key master to come and open my door. So that was a little bit annoying, but- You were deeply annoyed- I've, I've, that was the most stressed and mad I saw you the whole time. Yeah. I was tired. I just sat going, sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah it was great. Other than that, 
I would think no, it was pretty good. Like it's Did the, it make you want to go to an all inclusive as like a vacation? I have been to like all inclusives oh. before and Did it's, it make you can want to continue to go? No. Like I think it's very specific circumstance. Like if you're going with like a weird kind of group of people like we were, it was it was like we had our times to kind of split off from the herd yeah. and do things that we wanted to do. Like after dinner, it was kind of like everyone kind of do their own thing. So you could figure yeah. out what you actually wanted to do, whether it be like us, like going to the beach and then me falling into a pit in the middle of the night. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was like 930. Yeah. It was dark. <laughs> <laughs> pit time. The pits uh, are open. Yeah. But I wouldn't rush back to an all-inclusive, but if I got invited to another shoot in somewhere tropical, I would say yes. Yeah. I got very attached to our little weird family like very quickly. And I miss, I like, I have a camp mindset and I think it's being on set too, where I just, as soon as we spend an extended period of time, I was like, well, this is my family. I love them very much. I'll be devastated when we're not together. And so even though like one of our DPs, he and I don't get along very well by the end of it, we were like good pals. I'm Stacy. I miss every day. Like, Are you talking about Kate? You and Kate are good pals now? Yeah. I give him a hug at the end. That makes you a good pal. <laughs> well, we're Low not standards. in we're not in an active fight. Sure. Which is he's would, never been in an active fight with me. He just likes to upset me. Yeah. Purposely. Yeah. Purposefully. He definitely does. But anyway, I really liked and just having the whole Wong family, like I I liked hanging out with the kids. It was it was a good, wholesome, like weird extended family. Like I felt like if they made a movie of this it would be like a Christmas chaos movie. Like what's the, what's the movie with um, Jason Bateman, Adam driver, <clears throat> Tina Fey, where they have that family Christmas yes, where they're like, this all is where the, I leave you. Yeah. It's like that. Yes. But, but less. That's a Shiva, not a Christmas. Yeah. It's like the exact opposite. <laughs> Someone anyway, has it's died. Like <laughs> a group gathering of like surrounding a Christmas a, movie. A, yeah, sure. Like the family stone. Um, Elliot had to play a pregnant woman's husband at one point. Do you want to talk about that? Uh, yeah. Well, I've been- <laughs> yeah. Well, well, um, um, we also had to like variously play just random background characters throughout this shoot, and there was one point where. We were in this kind of room with a hot tub in it and there's a bunch of people like sitting half in the hot tub and one of the ladies was pregnant and I had to pregnant and I had to like walk behind her and kind of just touch her shoulder be like hey and then like go up and stand next to Lindsay and what that night she started barfing profusely on the beach and then she got violently (laughs) ill do you think it's related it was probably just the thought of that scenario (laughs) (laughs) When he touched my shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> she she went home the next morning. <laughs> I'm yeah, done. I can't do this anymore. I can't that do was it. not in my agreement. <laughs> um, Elise, how was your peaceful week uh, away from us? Uh, it was really did nice. Did you miss us? I did miss you guys, but I'm not going to lie. I did enjoy some of the time I had on my own. Uh, I spent an entire weekend inside, didn't go outside once. <laughs> I made soup. I watched. I started watching. Is that when you made the soup that I just had? No, I did not. That's not two week old soup. You could have frozen (laughs) it. (laughs) Um, People freeze things, Elise. People do freeze soups. 
Um, yeah, I started watching The Leftovers, which I talked a bit about with Maggie. Um, and I've that's a show that like just completely passed me by when it was actually on air. But I like became so enmeshed with it because I had no distractions. Nobody wanted to hang out with me on a Friday, Saturday night. I had no dinners to go to. Nobody expected a thing of me. So I could watch. Uh, that's actually such a nice feeling. Ten one hour episodes <laughs> in a weekend. And that show's so hard to explain. Like, have you ever seen it? No. It's like, to sum it up quickly, the concept is that like in 2011, 2% of the world's population just disappeared on October 14th. And so nobody knows why it happened, but it's like a rapture type event. And so it follows Justin Thoreau, who's like a small town sheriff. And he just like, he just does crazy shit. Like just crazy shit starts happening to him. And like, you don't know how to describe it. And it's done so seriously. And it's such a good drama. But if I were like, okay, so Justin Thoreau is being haunted by the leader of this cult that only chain smokes and doesn't talk and wears all white. And he kidnapped her because he sleepwalks and has an alternate personality. And so then she killed herself in front of him. So then he had to drink poison and die. So we could go to the afterlife where he could go to this hotel where he was an assassin and then kill that woman. But she's running for president. And then he has to find her ex-husband who was her husband in real life and then find her as a child and throw her down a well so he can come back to the present and be fine. Maybe it takes place in the Marvel Cinematic Universe and they were, <laughs> they were, all, they were all snapped away. That sounds like a Spider-Man plot line. Yeah. So, but then you're Can like I watching that beer? and you're like, that's riveting drama. Genius writing. Should um, I watch it? Do you think I'd like it? I do think you'd really like it. But there's so many like what the fuck moments where you're like, if somebody like read this out loud to me off a of paper, I'd be like, that sounds so fucking stupid. Don't make that. Uh, but then you watch it and you're like, is, is Justin Thoreau a good actor? He's so good in it. I've only ever seen him in Mulholland Drive, so I had no expectations. I've only seen him standing next to Jennifer Aniston. He primarily, did, well, not primarily, but he's more known for comedy, I think. But he does do, it's like very either end. Mm-hmm. He'll do like really hardcore drama or he wrote Iron Man 2. And he, he wrote Iron Man 2? Yeah, and he wrote um, Tropic Thunder with That's Ben so Stiller. Funny. That's the only movie, movie I've ever walked out of a theater. <laughs> well, definitely Tropic watch Thunder? The Leftovers. Mm-hmm. Just oh, like lo- that. I, that movie is hilarious. I was in, I was 13 and it was me and my best this friend. This is too stupid for me. This yeah. is lowbrow humor. Was it when his, his hands get blown off? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Hold my hands. <laughs> Because I got something to say. So I watched a lot of The Leftovers. Uh, the other thing, which small update, um, I've been really hitting it off with my bot. Okay, never mind. Woo. Let's start that sentence again. I've been really, been really hitting the bottle. getting close with my boss. <laughs> Lots of hours. Boss's daughter. <laughs> which is somehow even a worse oh. sentence. No, but we've just like, we have like small banter. Like sometimes she'll like come home and I'm like standing in the kitchen. I'm like, this what class you skipping. And she tells me like a crazy story about school. But she started bringing home cupcakes sometimes after work. because She works in a bake shop. But anyway, so she just brings them back sometimes. And it's like this unspoken thing where she'll very passively be like, oh, like there's like cupcakes in the kitchen if you want some. I'm like, oh, that's cool. But deep down, we're both like, oh, thank you. I, like, I don't care. I could take a cupcake or leave a cupcake. But like, if they're there, I'll take one. Or she like bought a bunch of stuff from Urban Outfitters and she was like kind of like passively like showing me what she got. She's like, yeah, these like jeans just came in the mail. And I'm like, oh, those are cool jeans. And she's like, I guess. How old is she? <laughs> she's 17. It's definitely a theme I found. My last three jobs have involved like being close with my boss yeah. and then their family. Mm-hmm. So, you know. Well, Friday night we spent getting drunk with his wife and his friend slash nanny. So, <laughs> yeah. at her house. 
Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. Anyways, my week was much less eventful than yours. Do you feel revitalized by like time where no one needs anything from you? Absolutely. My like my ideal day, as I've said before, is like where I have nobody has any expectations of me and I have nothing I have to do. It's so in sensitive. a way you got your ideal day. I got my like you had to I, ship him to Jamaica to get your ideal day. It was incredible. What do I ask you for? <laughs> Ever. It was two days. Well, then it was like. I, I, <laughs> I didn't have an answer. <laughs> That's true. What does he ask you for? You ask me for a lot Friendship. of things. Friendship. <laughs> Time. Time. <laughs> it's not in a bad way. Time I just, and companionship. It's just nice to not like, I want to hang out with you when you're around, but you yeah, were sure. around. So it was like, I, I don't. She didn't feel any self-imposed. Yeah, and like, to hang out with all you. of my other friends were busy. Like it just it worked out so perfectly that like I went out on the Friday night. And that was it. Um, but this episode will come out on Christmas Eve, right? <gasps> mm-hmm. So what are your guys' Christmas plans? I guess Kate will start with you. My Christmas plans are I'm gonna move home to my parents' house. It'll be just the three of us for a few days, and I'm pretty excited. We're going to have all day fires. We're going to make lobster risotto on Christmas Eve. Uh, Every Christmas day, we have Eggs Benedict. And we're going to do full turkey, Allison Roman style Christmas dinner. Lots of sides. Pretty excited. We're going to be cooking all day. Um, We give books to each other every year. Those are our... That's freak. (laughs) Freak. Do you want the 2021 dictionary? (laughs) What about the Guinness Book of World Records? So for the last, I think we've been doing it for like five years now. That's the only gift we give each other is a book each. But for those of you who are part of the book world, it has been a huge publishing year because I guess quarantine is good for novelists. So there have been like eight books that we just, we have to read and it's very essential. And we decided we were just going to get like these six books is a baseline to open on Christmas. I think we're going to have 20 books to open on Christmas morning. It's out of control. And so then I'm going to have to read them. I'm picturing you all sitting on your couch with the fire going. And there's the, that sweater blanket that has like three head holes poked out of it (laughs) with, with with armholes out of it too. All reading the same book. Yeah. All reading the same book. Oh, we can't all read the same book at the same time. Don't yeah, be crazy. You and you're you know, all like, caught up. Each three copies of the same book. Yeah. No, 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 no. We're not wasteful like that. I mean, like what a dream it must be to like procreate and just pop out like the exact version of you. You like what we like. Because yeah. like if somebody told me that I was going to have a Christmas where all there was was 20 books, I'd be like, what did I do wrong? <laughs> Who did I hurt? <laughs> Who's this? I'd rather really have the coal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Please let me warm. <laughs> what the fuck did I do to deserve this? I'm so excited. Um, and then uh, I think that's it. Probably going to go on a walk. We're going to eat a lot of food and drink a lot of wine and read a lot of books. Wow. Fun. That sounds beautiful. It yeah. Is. What are your Christmas plans? We will be working harshly. Elise is very kindly uh, offered her services to help my parents on Christmas Eve. Christmas Eve is going to be really busy. A lot of deliveries and a lot of uh, meals to be picked up. And then Christmas Day, uh, Elise will be staying over and we will be having... Don't tell everybody. Don't tell everyone. We'll have a nice dinner on Christmas Eve. I think we're having lobster pasta. Not risotto. Not risotto. Um, And we will wake up and... (laughs) 
<laughs> our plan on Christmas Day is to wake up. Wake up and be merry. <laughs> Not die in our sleep. Yeah. What time? But what time? <laughs> what time will we wake up and be merry? We'll have a nice breakfast. Um, I'm going to go. Do you guys get up early on Christmas? No. Because you're so excited? No. My no. mother's not allowed to wake me up until 8 a.m. on Christmas morning. That's so early. It's fucking so early. <laughs> don't wake me up till quarter past six. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't want to be spoiled for dinner. Okay. I'm going to be too tired to finish my book. <laughs> um, and then we'll have breakfast. I'm going to go to work, help my dad do some stuff there, and then come back, do some gifts. And then uh, we would have had a big family uh, Christmas, but this like Cybertron variant seems to be uh, kind of putting some harsh stuff Restrictions, on that. putting some bad vibes out. Yeah. So we're going to just do uh, the five of us, I think. We're going to play lots of games. Lots I'm, of games. While you're doing work, I'm going to go spend lunch with my family. Mm-hmm. And um, we're going to play Heads Up. We're going to play Anomia. We're going to play Telestrations. We're going to play uh, Cards Against Humanity. Yeah. That sounds really fun. We're going to make mold wine. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between three and five is that you guys have more games. I can't play games because there's only three. We're going to see who can eat the most ribs. <laughs> yeah. The <laughs> annual rib eating contest. On Are you having Christmas ribs dinner? on Christmas Day? No. I oh. hope to finish 15 <laughs> ribs. What are you having on Christmas dinner? For Christmas dinner. I'm not sure. The The menu has changed now due to the, the smaller change. guest count. So we're probably going to do something probably like a my dad was talking about beef wellington or something. Oh, I would something love Something exciting like that. Or like chicken nuggets. Or nuggets, yeah. <laughs> Sauced up nuggets <laughs> from Jack Astor's. Yeah. There's only two options. I'd be so down for beef Pass wellington. ranch dip. <laughs> Yeah, so I think it'll be fun. I think you'll have a fun family. I'm gonna make uh, hors d'oeuvres for Christmas. So we're we're should very... we do something as a parking lot pod for Christmas? We had uh, our Christmas party. I would love to do something at some point down the line when we can choose our own Christmases and they're not uh, at the decision and discretion of our elders. Like when there are children involved, we can have joint Christmases. And then our kids will be like, I don't want to see Annie Kate. She's such a weird freak and she always gives me books. She buys me books. I'd rather be dead. (laughs) (laughs) Your kids won't want to see me on Christmas? Well, they will, but they'll just call you freaky Aunt Kate. I'd rather go hungry. (laughs) I think your kids will love me. And our child will also be like seven, but have like a very deep voice. Like, I can't believe she would do this to me, father. I hate Uncle Jamie. (laughs) We just watched Love Actually. I think your kids will love me. Yeah, we'll see. Um, but ex- speaking of wrapping things and gifts and such, um, right on the, you know, we're right on the hot button topic here. We're talking about our Spotify wrapped. When did it come out? December 1st? Yeah. We're we're really riding the wave here. 18 yeah. days later. Um, so, Super current. So I have the top global artists from Spotify and the all their wrapped statistics. Do you guys know who could you guess who the most streamed artists globally are? The Beatles. Nope. Coldplay. No. Like in yours or ever? No, on the in the world. Oh, in the world. Avicii? No. <laughs> um number, Bruno Mars. Number one is someone called Bad Bunny. Oh, I don't know who that is. Uh, number two, Taylor Swift. Oh, that makes sense. Number three, BTS. Mm, number Korea. four, 
Drake. Korea. Korea, number four. Uh, number Drake. five, uh, Justin Bieber. Canada. Canada. Yeah. Two Canadians, Drake and Biebs. And the most streamed songs globally, we have Driver's License by Olivia Rodrigo. Montero by Call Me By Your Name by Lil Nas X. Mm-hmm. Uh, Stay by Kid, I don't know how to say, Lowry. Cuddy. With Justin Bieber. Leroy. Leroy. Uh, number four, Good For You by Olivia Rodrigo. She got she got two <laughs> she on the two. top five. Good for you, you look happy and healthy. And number five, uh, Levitating by Dua, Leap, Dua Peep and uh, <laughs> featuring the <da>, baby. <laughs> Dua Peep and the baby. <laughs> featuring the baby. <laughs> that's a that's a, a bold rapper name. The baby. I'm the baby. We have a whole sketch about that. I'm the baby. Uh, the most streamed albums was "Sour" by Olivia Rodrigo. I, who is? Why is, isn't she the most streamed artist? Is then? she the girl with the? Is it the album with the stickers on her face? Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, cool. Sour. Uh, I like that you made eye contact with me as if I would know. Well, would do you know? No. Uh, number two is "Future Nostalgia" by Dula Peep. Uh, three is "Justice" by Justin Bieber. Four equals by Ed Sheeran. Five Planet Her by Doja Cat. Who do you know that likes Ed Sheeran? Like, do you know anybody in your immediate circle that's like, I fuck with Ed Sheeran? Well, there's a lot British of people like Ed Sheeran. Old girls but do out you there. know anybody who likes Ed Sheeran? I've never met a single person who likes Ed Sheeran. I think my mom does. Okay, but that doesn't count. That like blends into music that your mom likes. Like your mom, I feel would be like, oh, I like Ed Sheeran, but I don't like your mom's not going to put a fucking like X poster up in her room. And the most popular. <laughs> no comment. <laughs> The most popular podcasts. Uh, the parking lot. No, we were number eight. Sorry, oh, we didn't make top five. Oh, 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 uh, oh, oh. The Joe Rogan Experience. Mm-hmm. Okay, tell me if you listen to any of these podcasts. I don't listen to Joe Rogan. Call her daddy. I've heard. I've listened to a couple episodes. I don't listen that? to Call there's, Her Daddy. There's some big drama on Call Her Daddy though. What is that? It used one to be about? two girls that were just like talking about like explicit hookups and like their sex lives, and then like they kind of had they became like the highest paid podcast for a little bit and they had like a falling out have to do yeah have like a really on-air fallout and then they um went their separate ways i think one of them still has the show and they like have guests on to be like tell me about the time you were fucked in an elevator and then they're like yeah that's crazy my tits look great <laughs> okay Sounds cool. I'm, 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 too bad it's a podcast not a video <laughs> well, yeah. start following that one i guess uh three is crime junkie mm, i also listen to that one yeah uh, for TED Talks Daily. Nope. And five, The Daily. Nope. I listen to The Daily sometimes. Not daily. I like to watch a TED Talk. I like to like imagine how many times somebody like was in the mirror being practicing, like, putting their like thumbs and their index fingers cards. together, being like, when was the last time you thought about how broccoli <laughs> is grown? You think about broccoli on your plate. <laughs> Where do you think it started out from? Let me tell you a story about my childhood. When I was in grade eight in 1942. <laughs> that's accurate so now looking at looking at our own list where do you want to start are you just looking at that page that has all of them on it or not looking at anything anything. (laughs) like they did all these like i only saved my top artists my top songs my minutes listened and my top genre okay we'll we'll just focus on that is there more i should have saved well i just there's like all these weird things where like your opening credits theme and is the it song, still available on Spotify? Song playing <laughs> as you last year. This is exactly what happened last time. <laughs> I, I screamed. Do I have to open the app? 
We have to do Fuck that. you both. I, I screenshotted what I thought was important, but now it sounds like when there's more. When you go more. down, it should still say like your 2021 in review. Do you have a little section that says that? I was the main character in my year, just so you guys know. I, we I all think were. we all were. Mm-hmm. Okay. What was your opening credits theme? What was yours? You go first, Kate. Mine was Ooh La La by Faces. Okay, and Elise, what was yours? All the Things by Emily Yasina. That was your opening credits theme? Mm-hmm. Mine was uh, Rooster by Alice in Chains. Mm, very different vibes. Yeah, here come the rooster. Did you have one that said that the song as you face off against your rival dance crew? Did you get one like that? Mm-hmm. My next slide is how many minutes I listened. How many minutes did you listen? 21,465. Holy shit. That's a lot of time. <laughs> What's yours? 20,233 minutes. Mine's in the 18,000s. Oh, Jesus my, Christ. My Kate. rival dance off crew, face off with my rival <laughs> dance crew. <laughs> yeah. Is, um, it's also my favorite song of all time. Is all my Banger friends? Boys. All my friends by, by LCD, LCD Sound, Sound System. Get new music. You can, that's what I love. What's oh, yours? Um, I don't know. Maybe I skipped that one. You did, you or it did. just didn't apply to me. <laughs> but it, my next one was my top song of the year. It was "Jealous" by Idress. So well, let's do let's let's do your your top songs. Does anyone have a guess what my number one song is? Um, Happy birthday. Correct. Nailed it. I'm sure it's um, Party Bus by Venga Boys or it's uh, Call Me Tonight Did by Did you Day see Glow. me my dance to Venga Boys at the party? You were in the hall, so I couldn't see you. I was purposely hiding No, from I was only looking at Maggie who was like twerking against the wall. She was dry humping the like wall. She was just like dry humping the wall. I missed that too. Uh, Why didn't you come dance in the hallway? So I was talking to Danielle. Mm-hmm. Savage. I think yours is probably either a song by Hala or Dayglow. Those are really good guesses and they are both on my list, but it's Modest Mouse, Float On. That, Get I new just, music! I just had it on repeat all year. My number one song, as I said, was Jealous by I Dress. And then my number two was Picking Up For You, Metronomy. My number three was Ballad of the 17-Year-Old by Metronomy. Number four was All the Things, Emily Yacina. Number five, because I'm a Gen Zer, was Your Power by Billie Eilish. Oh my God. Wow. Kate, what was your top five? 
Um, so it was Float On Modest Mouse. Number two was Drunk Drivers Killer Whales by um, Car Seat Headrest. It comes and goes in plateaus. One month later, I'm a fucking pro. And then I Don't Want to Be Funny Anymore by Lucy Dacus. I don't want to be funny Uh, Can I Call You Tonight by Dayglow. And Nothing But Time by Cat Power. My list is very different than yours because mine is all just depending Can on if, I've, if I've seen a song in a movie and heard it and then it gets stuck in my head and I listen to it like 27 times in a row right after watching whatever that is. Can I guess what it is? Yeah, sure. Do you have a lot of ELO? Nope. Oh, what is ELO? Electric Light Orchestra. Oh my God, no. Uh, <laughs> You listen to that, though, don't you? That's not out of character. Nope. Uh, any Rolling Stones? Nope. Any Beatles? Nope. Oh, fuck. Any <laughs> any of The Clash? Oh, no. fuck. It's really weird. Like, I think it's all, it's all either music that I listen to while I'm walking in that particular song that has, has matches the beat of which my... My legs move. Your pace? I guess my pace. So I have my number one is Rooster, Alice in Chains, which is very shocking to me because I haven't listened to that song in a while. And then I have Gypsy by Fleetwood Mac. I have Vienna by Billy Joel. Slow down, you crazy child. You're so ambitious for a juvenile. But then if you're so smart, tell me why are you still so afraid? I have Love in an Elevator by Aerosmith. And then How Deep Is Your Love by the Bee Gees. How deep is your love? Is your love? across the board did you get the one where your your most your your top played artists and what percentage of them that you were listening to mm-hmm. yeah in the year what yeah. was yours uh mine was metronomy and i'm in the 0.02 percent of listeners this year is that good it means you're like a really big fan <laughs> <laughs> you're no good at math mine was day glow and i was one percent you were top one percent for beatles right which was, is really embarrassing. Top two percent. Yeah, that's really embarrassing. Is that like that? I does that mean I listen to them too much? Yeah, <laughs> and they're not even your top artists. No, they're not. <laughs> well, they are my top artists, but they're not. None of their individual songs are on my oh my top. Are songs. the Beatles your top artists? Yes. Who oh. are your top artists? My top artists are the Beatles. Oh, cool. Uh, Daft Punk because they broke up this year, mm. and that was really sad. You had to mourn them. I had to mourn them. I have Elton John. 
and I have Rolling Stones, and then I have ACDC, which is really weird because all my top artists are none of my top songs. Elliot, are you a, are you a straight white man? <laughs> I guess so. That's what my aura says. Who only your, listens to other audio, straight white men? Audio aura, 60-year-old white man. <laughs> What's your audio aura? Your top music moods are happy and spooky. <laughs> okay. Well, my top artists were, number one, Metronomy. Number two, Sufjan Stevens. I found out Bruce saw his Christmas concert live on like a whim. Sufjan? And I was like, get fucked. I can't believe you lived my dream. Mm. Number three, Billie Eilish. Number four, Keaton Henson. And number five, which I have Sad to preface. playlist. I have to preface. It's a specific time. Mm. My number five artist was Coldplay. Oh Nothing God. new. Oh no new God. Coldplay. I just listened to a lot of Russia Blood to the Head and Parachutes, a little bit of X and Y, a little bit of Viva and La you Vida. talk to me about needing to listen to new music. Coldplay yeah, should but be ashamed. Only the good albums. This is a shame podcast. What, what was your top genre? Indie? <laughs> so uh, my top genres Not were, like other girls. It said that I listened to 99 new genres, but yet my top five genres were indie rock, indie pop, dream pop, indie folk, and neo-psychedelic. That genre can be summed up as not like other girls genre. <laughs> I'm not like other girls. I'm like really edgy. And my aura was, it's like a blue kind of teal oh, that's beautiful and it says your top music moods are wistful and comforting that's what color my mood rings would turn wow we should switch my top artists thank you everyone for asking day glow dr dog car seat headrest cat power julia jacqueline and i've seen julia jacqueline live three times all with maggie prince what was your aura what was your aura my genres are very Oh, yeah. What are your genres? Imagine. Uh, Imagine guess, Dragons? Yes. There was. Yeah, it was all five. It was Imagine <laughs> Dragons as my genres. Dragons. Uh, I imagine it was rock, classic rock, soul. Um, are you just looking at it? <laughs> no, I was my, really looking my the other way. My music moods are focused in kindness. How do you listen to kind music? I hope you have a good day. I hope you're feeling okay. I hope you get what you need. I think it's because of Cat Power. She she sings about like bullying. Thank you very much for uh, refilling my water. (laughs) Don't worry. Refilling your water in Jamaica. Oh, (laughs) kindness. Are you talking to housekeeping? (laughs) Housekeeping fill your water. I didn't see housekeeping once. Elliot had to keep the gear in his room, so he was never allowed to clean his room. I just never had anything to drink in my room. I don't understand. Like when you're in a resort, does housekeeping come and like fill a glass next to your bed? No, you have have a a good sleep. Well, in Jamaica, you're not. You can't drink the water, so they keep you filled with like water bottles. But he wasn't allowed to let anyone into his room, so. I got no water. <laughs> and he needed water most of all. Uh, my top genres were classic rock, soul, soft rock. I knew it. Alternative rock and soul. electro. Knew it. What soul were you listening to? I'm Zone sure. Soul. I'm sure. Uh, half yeah, is of, Elton John considered soul? Half of the Rolling Stones is considered soul. Nah, or like know. the classic 70s playlist is all mixed together. No. It is. You said Rhythm and blues. Um, moving on to my number one podcast was 
the parking lot podcast i listened to 44 episodes which means i guess i didn't listen to all. i was gonna say what happened to the other <laughs> six i guess i didn't listen to it um my number one podcast was called how long gone oh great underneath it says and yes it's totally normal to consider your favorite podcast host a member of your family and fun fact elliot is my family that's what you say now (laughs) so accurate what a what a wrapped year everyone great music all around well thanks everyone and um i hope tomorrow morning brings you lots of gifts if you celebrate christmas is this part of your kindness album a little unwrapping (laughs) yourself yeah, a little bad unboxing. I hope Santa has come to visit you if you believe in him. Mm-hmm. And Kate, I hope Kate will be waist deep in books. <laughs> Definitely not pussy. <laughs> like most Christmas mornings <laughs> with your parents. <laughs> oh, yuck. Oh, yuck. Um, There'll yeah. be a lot of cats around me. My parents have two cats. So technically, mm, you're not wrong. So technically, um, yeah. <laughs> what would you do if I got you a kitten for Christmas? I'd return it. To? You. <laughs> <laughs> no. Maybe I did. Maybe I didn't. Stay tuned to find out if I did got Did you Ellie get him a cat? Would you tell me if you got him a cat? Probably not. I'd be so mortified that you would tell him. And I can't keep secrets. You'd be so mortified that I tell him? Yeah, because it would have to be a surprise. Well, everyone, enjoy your Christmas. Have a lovely holiday. We'll see you next week for our year wrap-up and um, stuff we're looking forward to in 2022. Merry Which, Christmas. Merry Christmas, Merry everyone. Christmas. Thank you for stopping by. Merry Christmas. Have a great one. Merry Crambler. Merry Crambler. <laughs> <laughs>